Hi everyone, here's what's bothering me today. The fact that Canada is a monarchy. So let's touch base on how and why that is. Congratulations, you're part of the British Empire now. Okay, so we have kings, queens, that's kind of how it goes. And then when we become slowly more self-governing, okay, well, you're self-governing now and you have like parliaments and legislative assemblies, but you're still gonna, you know, be loyal to the crown, right? And most of us are like, yeah, sure, okay, whatever, fine. And then there's Quebec. But let's ignore that for a hot second. How do we get from kings and queens to governor generals? Well, because back in the day, it took forever to move around. So it was prudent to have representatives of his majesty or her majesty, the king or queen, represent themselves in the various different colonies. This was usually in the form of, in larger, more major, more organized colonies, a governor general. In other cases, it was just a governor. This is the start of uh, what you could call constitutional independence in the various different corners of the empire. Because you have Canada, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, and they see these governor generals that are being appointed. And then they say, hey, you know, could we maybe like have some locals represent them? So let's have a local Canadian be the governor general or can you at least have the governor general's privy council or executive council be made up of local canadians or australians or new zealanders you get the picture right so that's kind of where some of those early sort of um trying to get concessions from the british start and this is where it continues at least in terms of canada's history into today and that's why the governor general is usually appointed they're meant to be you know completely nonpartisan. And they're appointed, uh, sorry, no, they're not appointed, but the list is created by a group of allegedly nonpartisan people who think of good candidates who would be good for the job. And then they give these lists of recommendations to the prime minister, who then hopefully listens and says, yeah, you know what? Out of this list, I choose this person. I think they'll be a good fit for the job. Sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. It's kind of a roll of the dice. But if you want to think of who's really the, quote, head of state, like who actually signs bills into law, that's the governor general, not the prime minister. The prime minister can propose laws. He can sit in parliament and, you know, talk his or her head off, you know, to the days are gone. But in terms of who actually allows parliament to sit, who, you know, actually signs off on bills and makes them law, who ends up appointing again, chief justices of the Supreme court, who lets, you know, Parliament decide, like, okay, who's actually going to govern this time? Who has the confidence of the House? We don't even go to war unless the Governor General signs off on it, because they are representing the monarch. And the monarch is, even according to the Constitution, the supreme authority from which all law and heavenly rule is obtained. And I'm not kidding. It actually says in the opening of the Constitution that like the constitution recognizes the supremacy of God above all else. And yet Canada is a more atheist country than America. Go figure. So in terms of the governor general's usefulness, it's a pretty useful thing. And if you want to kind of think of it like, um, kind of like a president, but not elected, that's kind of what happens. And this is why I'm actually what you could call a small R Republican in Canada, which is that I would love to see Canada become a Republic and have the governor general become the president and we have a separation the way many other european nations have done this when they got rid of their monarchs they just replaced the monarch with an elected head of state 
that's what I would like. But we can't have nice things in Canada because we're still technically a monarchy. And why mess with that? Because it's so embedded in our constitution and no one wants to open that can of worms because I already covered a whole bunch of the reasons why every time we touch the constitution, something happens in the country that brings out crisis and then we have to reform it again and then the cycle repeats. So no one wants to do that. And so it's a problem, but no one wants to fix it because if it isn't broken, why try and fix it, right? But the fact that there are so many people who still, you know, simp for the governor general and the idea of a monarchy in Canada is absolutely what's bothering me today.